This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. everyone. You're listening to Thoughts and Theories on ORFM, where I'll delve deeper into the meanings and messages of films, books, TV shows, and more. I'm Asha Amaasri, and let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Thoughts and Theories. It has been a very long time. It's been a while. I do have to admit, I missed the routine of recording something and talking about, I guess, random things to random people. I was thinking today for today's episode that I take a moment to sort of reflect on what I've done so far in the show and um, I guess what I'm doing nowadays. I don't have a guest with me here today because I was thinking that this, you know, would be more personal if it was just me and you guys could sort of see, like, how far we've gone. At the moment, I don't actually know how many episodes I'm in, but definitely, like, I think at least 15. And I don't know what to tell you. It's it's a surreal feeling. Like, because I never planned to do a radio show at all. Uh, it wasn't part of the plan. It just sort of happened. And, I, and like, here I am today. <laughs> I don't think any of you know why or how Thoughts and Theories happened. So I want to give you guys a little bit of a background on that. Um, so as you guys know, I go to Otago Girls High School. This year, I'm year 13. And... Last year, I took media studies in uh, year 12, and one of the internals, one of the assignments I had to do was make a radio show, and so we, the Tiger Girls partnered up with ORFM, and we all had to construct a radio show, and we get graded on that. My first radio show ever was, so we all had to do one episode, one half an hour episode in small, tiny groups. So I was with two other people. You guys would have, if you're like a loyal listener, then you would recognize these names, Kyla Craig and Katya Goodwin. They were in my group. Um, And I think we called it the grim truth um, as like a play on words uh, because the radio show was about the stories that the Grimm brothers wrote. And basically we were telling the truth on how fairy tales were actually like before they were, I guess, Disneyfied, if that makes sense. Because the original stories were actually quite terrible. Like, not terrible as in terrible writing, but as in um, not childhood-friendly. Like, for example, I'm sure most of you know um, already, like, for example, the, the stepsisters in Cinderella, they actually cut off their heels in order to fit the shoe, and then, um, I think this was in Snow White, they made the queen, like, dance on a hot, like, on a hot floor of coals until she died, and then in Snow White as well, um, Snow White was, like, 13 or 12, and the guy was, like, 30 or something, that was the age difference, and it was, ooh, it was, it was, it was bad. Oh, and also, like, Rapunzel got pregnant in her sleep. Yeah, there was a lot of necrophilia in that one, and there was also, like, thorns and blind, getting blind. It was just, it was, it was a wild ride. That was basically what we were talking about in, um, in that episode of The Grim Truth. So it was a, it was a one-episode show, and I thought it was, it was pretty fun. We covered, I think, in that episode, we covered... We well, what did we cover? Oh yeah, no, we covered Rapunzel and we covered I think Sleeping Beauty, either Sleeping Beauty or Cinderella, or something else. I'm not sure. And I personally didn't tell a story. I was interviewing another person, though it wasn't the greatest um thing. Like because the stories were really informal and it was really funny. Well, I thought it was really funny, um, but the interview just turned the vibes and it was like really a formal interview and it didn't it didn't match up. Well, I know better now. 
And uh, but after I was doing it, I found that I actually enjoyed doing what I did, other than the write up uh, for the internal, of course, that was a pain in my butt. But after we recorded it and everything, because we had to do it live, and I found out for sure that live isn't my thing; it gives me too much like nerves. So I was like, I'm pretty interested in continuing, and um, the one of the people who worked there, um, Arena, she was like, hey, would you like to continue and do a show for us? And I was just like, uh, I would love to. And the opportunity literally fell into my lap, and I would be stupid not to take it. I didn't have anything much going on at the time, and it was it was a good, I guess, a new hobby to try out. Um, and Thoughts and Theories is something that I thought of because I didn't like the idea of putting myself into a category. I didn't like only sticking to one thing because I'm a very versatile, flexible person. I like talking about everything and nothing at the same time. And if you've listened to my previous episodes before, you know it can be it can range pretty differently. One episode I could be talking about philosophy or self love, and then the next I could be talking like criticizing a movie or something like that. And it's just and we'd be making fun of, it. or maybe we'd be like criticizing fan fiction or something like that. It's very different genres, and I really didn't want to stick to one topic because I think that limits me, and it's just it's just not for me because I'm I don't specialize. In anything specifically. I just talk a lot. And now I have a place to vent and talk to people about my opinions that nobody actually cares about. <laughs> but you guys are forced to listen to me, so here it is. <laughs> um, so yeah, here I am. I came up with Thoughts and Theories where I basically could just share my thoughts about whatever the hell I want. And I could share my theories. When I first started, when I first got into this, I had the idea that I would be doing movies, books, games or whatever primarily like um because I thought that was already a wide enough range and um so I was gonna like give my opinions on movies and like theorize like plot developments and like how it could have taken shape and that did happen for a while but I very quickly lost the motivation to continue with movies like I can do them I just can't do them in a row uh, because I may love movies, but I don't watch that much. <laughs> so I actually need to watch the movie before I um, talk about it. Unless I was theorizing on a trailer, which I could actually do in an upcoming future episode. I wouldn't mind that. Um, but yeah, so that's the, that's the vibes at the moment. Like, I was there and I ended up here. And now I've expanded pretty organically, I'd say to talking about, like I said before, philosophy, talking about life and time travel. Like, we're not confirming anything. We're not debunking anything because I'm just a high schooler. I don't know anything. I just have a platform and I'm going to use it. Um, I'm not here to preach anything, just here to give out my opinion. And I was, it's, and I'm grateful to have that platform to speak. And I usually use it for pretty stupid things. Um, every once in a while, there'd be this serious topic, like self-love. I still have secondhand embarrassment from releasing that episode, but I think it, I think I know somewhere out there, someone would be comforted if they heard that episode, just because I was in that position once upon a time too. So yeah, every once in a while, we can get serious on this show. Just mostly I don't, because it takes too much energy. (laughs) Um, but yeah. It's just, I'm so happy. It's been a year. It's been over a year now. And um, I only just realized that because um, in my, I'm friends with people who are in year 12 at the moment and they are also taking media studies. And um, the teacher teaching the class uh, was basically saying how um, if they needed anything, I could help out, which I can totally help out. Um, and then they asked me for help. And I, I was like, wow. It's actually been a year now, and new people are going to do radio shows. And I just think that's so wild. It's been one entire year, and I still feel like I've accomplished nothing. (laughs) No, no, no. Um, 
It's been an entire year. So many things has changed, but yet so many things still stay the same. Uh, my life at the moment is pretty, pretty hectic. It, as you all know, I sort of took a break and I've missed a couple of weeks, um, like just over a month full of episodes. And um, yeah, I just wanted to say the reason for that was because I was out on holiday. I left uh, New Zealand to go back to my home country, Malaysia, just to visit some relatives and attend a wedding. And it was, it was really crazy. Like I missed I missed my family, and it was very emotional to see them again, and it was especially very emotional to say goodbye. I met new family members, I made new friends, and it was, um, because it, it was crazy. I haven't seen my family and my extended family in, like, just about over four years because of COVID, and I understand COVID has changed, like, people's lives a lot, and um, seeing how much people have changed in the course of four years, because that also, to me, was a blink in the eye. It was a very emotional, and I, I didn't, I couldn't catch up with that fact, you know? I think, in terms of the future of Thoughts and Theories, I think I'm going to continue on with this show indefinitely. Uh, I don't know, it could just end any moment, like, one day I might just decide that, right, I don't want to do thoughts and theories anymore. I've moved on. But at the moment, this is still one of the things that I am really interested in doing. The One of the things that's changed since I got to year 13 is just my schedule. I've been so, so busy with all sorts of things. Because, because it's my last year of high school, I decided to sort of become an overachiever a little bit. And I started applying for everything I in school. So I am doing all sorts of things. I, I became a prefect and I go to all these events after school and I'm like in the film club and the theater sports club. And now I'm in the production, which has taken precedence in my life for the past term or so. And um, as of now, I am, I have an sh- opening show tonight on Tuesday, the 9th of August at 7 for EU Theatre Nerds, and I, if you guys are listening, and you guys want to watch tonight, or any other night, because it goes on from tonight all the way till Saturday this week, and you can buy the tickets online in, uh, I think, on Instagram, EU Theatre Nerds, um, yeah, it's, they have their own Instagram, and you can find the ticket link there, I recommend you guys go, I, th- I think it's absolutely splendid. But then again, I'm biased because I'm in the show. <laughs> but the show is basically about, um, it, it's about a show that goes wrong. So it's sort of like a, an inception thing. And it's purposely gone wrong and it's just, it's hilarious. It's awkward, it's amazing, and some people die. Oh, that might be a spoiler. I don't know. And it's it's fun. It's fun. I recommend you guys go, especially if you're in my age or if you go to my school. And you will see me there. You will see me perform. And it will be very, very exciting to see you there. One of the other difficult things that I found uh, with doing Thoughts and Theories is um, it's a very, while I do love expressing my opinions and speaking on out on this platform, I find that it's not as fun to do when you're alone. Like, I'm sure you guys have noticed this as well. When you, there's like, because a conversation is a two-way street. It goes from one topic to another and it expands and it goes like crazy and haywire because one minute you're talking about beetles and the next you're talking about like the moon, you know, there's no correlation whatsoever, but it's a gradual change. And it's, I think that's so beautiful. Like the things that we come up with, the things that we say to other people, the relationships we build from conversations, just speaking to another person. I find that really fascinating which is why on this show I try my best to get guests in every week whether it's repeating guests or new guests but um I do have to admit that has been the most difficult part like picking ideas and topics are surprisingly easy like I have a list and I kind of can't pick between them I sort of I'm sort of spoiled with choice I never don't have an idea I just don't feel it you know but the hardest thing definitely is finding a guest to come on with me because as much as I love saying what I want 
it's better if someone can counter my opinion with their own or if they support it and we can, you know, go off on a whole little tangent. And if you notice, like, you probably did notice, like, in the episodes, if you compare the episodes of me by myself and, and with another guest, it's just so much more rich, you know, if, if I'm speaking with another person because you can laugh, you can joke, and we can be offended together or whatever. And it's always fun to bring in a new perspective onto a topic, you know? It's always fun because we all think differently. We may have the same biological makeup, but at the end of the day, we are all different, yet the same. Unique, yet the same. It's just, that's another thing that blows my mind. So everyone brings in their own perspective because they think differently. Someone can think from like a logical perspective and the other person from a creative perspective, another person from a, a spiritual perspective. Or a paranoid perspective or whatever. It, and it's it's so fun when you have, like, a group of people together who... And even when you're arguing, like, I find... Okay, this might be a bit weird for me to say. Maybe perhaps a tad controversial. But I do enjoy watching or being a part of arguments. But maybe argument is a strong word. Because arguments aren't fun. But debating is fun whether you do it officially as a sport or if you're just doing it like on the cuff at the dinner table it's so fun because people have such opposing views right whether whether dinosaurs should have lived or whether dinosaurs deserve to be extinct whatever whatever the topic it's just i think it's spectacular it's oh the funniest things are always said during these off-the-cuff debates like you can prepare all you want during the sport itself right and then but it's at the end of the day it's got rules and because it's got rules it's got order so it's it's a formality it's formal but the -the off-the-cuff ones at the dinner table those are my absolute favorite because it just descends into chaos like absolute bloody chaos and it's just it's amazing i love it um and the theater nerd in me is, like, loving the drama, honestly. (laughs) Sometimes it can lead into some terrible, terrible arguments, which, yeah, fair enough. Some things are said that shouldn't have been said, and, you know, it is what it is. Um, But sometimes it just, it enlightens you to certain perspectives, you know? And it could be a really serious topic on whether, like, someone should be made president again, or it could be something about, like, the color of a friend's eyes. Like, no, it's hazel. No, it's brown, you know, it's the same thing, no, it's not, you know, it's like, those really small, tiny semantic details that really don't matter in the big picture, but I think those are the moments that matter the most, you know, I won't be, um, spending this entire episode just, you know, uh, just, like, you know, prancing on about whatever I want and reflecting, I think I've done enough reflecting for today, but I just, I did want to thank you all, for, I guess, sticking with me and being here for me uh, and listening to my show, even though I literally have no life. When I speak here, I can pretend that I am someone important. So <laughs> thanks for that. And again, I really hope you enjoy. And it's, it's really hard to communicate with you guys because I really don't know whether you are enjoying this or not or if you hate it and you're what listening to this just to laugh at me, which if you are, congrats. Um, I'm glad to give you some entertainment. Um, but yeah, I think the only, one of the few forms where we can, you know, I guess reach, where you can reach out to me is if you leave a comment or a review on the, um, like the Apple listening, the iPodcast, the Apple podcast, uh, app or website thing. So if you did have, like, an opinion or anything, or if you wanted me to cover anything specifically, I would love to. Um, Or if you wanted to come on to the show, maybe we could set up an interview. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe should I, like, have an email specifically for Thoughts and Theories and you can just email me directly? I don't know. I don't know the vibes. What are you feeling? I don't even know how many people are listening out there. It could just be a single person, or it could be five, or it could be none. But really, it doesn't matter, I think. As long as you're enjoying yourselves. And I'm enjoying myself. But yeah, those are the vibes. Now, I just wasted pretty much 20 minutes of your time. um, Well, I wouldn't say waste, but I spent 20 minutes of your time 
babbling and being um, all sentimental. And um, yeah, that's enough of that. Emotions too, too heavy for me right now. Um, but the real topic that I wanted to talk to you all about today is uh, actually time. Or more, I know we, I know we talked about time travel in the past, um, but I sort of wanted to expand, not specifically on time travel, but on the concept of time, because we sort of, I don't know, did we invent time? Like, yeah, it moves on. Like we go, there's night and day. You know, the like the moon has its phases, right? But we're the one who put a number to it, you know, we're the one who said there are 24 hours in a day, uh, we're the one who said that there's, like, 28 to 31 days in a month, and, um, I just find that really interesting, because while time is, you know, believed to be linear, or some people, or I don't know, whatever you believe it to be, um, and, you know, it's constant, it's like, it goes by the seconds, one, two, three, four, yet, while it may be constant, our perception of time isn't, if you know what I mean. Like, it really depends on your situation. If you're in class, what are your mind? Your math teacher is babbling on about some parabola, carry the X, or whatever, the long division, then you would think that you have been spending an entire hour, an eternity, just listening to the teacher go on and on and on and on. Turns out it's been five minutes. <laughs> See, our perception changes based on what we're feeling, what we're thinking at the time. And if you're having fun, you're not even thinking about the time. You're just thinking about what you're doing in that moment, the laugh, the joy, you know, spending your time with other people. And then you go home and you're like, oh my God, three hours has gone by. I need to, I should have done this like hours ago or something like that. It's our perception changes based on what we're doing. Our, but the question is why, why does that happen? Time is constant. It is linear. goes by the seconds, the minutes, the hours. But yet we view it differently. The day can go by in a blur or it can go agonizingly slowly hour by hour that feels like years how how does that work like i wish i had like a scientist on or like some sort of is there is there a term for this a timeologist <laughs> like someone who um studies time you know thinks about it and like cuz i am truly curious about how we think as humans, what we do. I'm pretty sure there's, like, some sort of study out there. Which I should probably go find. Um, actually, while I do that, um, let's take a short break. You can hear a small tune. I don't exactly know what tune I'll put up, but I'll put on a small tune that you guys can vibe to, and then I'll be back soon. It's been seven minutes now since I lost my way It doesn't seem like long, but my whole world has changed it's in all the little things When you smile, now it stings It's been seven minutes since I lost the girl of my dreams It's been half an hour now since I dropped you home And I'm driving past the places we both know Past the bar where we first kissed And that movie that we missed Cause we were hanging out in the parking lot Now I sink a little deeper a little clearer Looking at myself through these new found eyes Is it too late to turn around? I'm already halfway out of town Now I know how I let you down Oh, I finally figured it out I forgot to love you, love you, love you I forgot to love you, love you, love you Radio's playing songs for me and you Chasing cars reminds me of nights in your room Drinking wine on the old window Back when life was so damn simple How the hell did I end up losing you? 
relaxing <laughs> um yeah okay so um i'm sure i'm sure there are something out there but I'll, I'll look at another time and if you guys are interested you guys can look upon yourselves um but something more specifically i was interested in as well is how we choose like yeah we have our different perceptions right uh, everyone can interpret the day differently i also find interesting how like what we do with our time like how we spend it we could go to the movies and spend three hours there, like, and we're watching the lives of other people. Not only are we doing that, it's not even real people, it's the lives of fictional people. And we look at that, waste our time away, and enjoy it, you know? Or you're here listening to this boring rabble of me about time, and you're spending your time listening to this. There's also another thing. The term... Spending your time, right? Spending, which means like, like, which it sort of implies an interaction, right? It implies that you have a limited supply of whatever it is. Like you spend money. You have a limited supply of money and you're spending it. You're giving it away in exchange for something else. I'm spending my time to watch a movie. So I'm exchanging my time in order for... A flash of happiness, like an hour of joy and laughter, is an exchange that we unconsciously agree to. You know, like that's what we decide. The difference between spending money and spending time is that with money, we can actually see how much we have left. Like, I have 10 bucks and I want to buy this pie, costs five. And I'll have five left over. Do I really want to spend that five bucks on a pie? Or should I spend the entire ten on something else? Something more worth my time. Maybe like new boots or something. And with time, it's like I'm going to be spending three hours of it. Three hours of my time. So I can enjoy this series. With time, we don't. We know we have a limited supply, but we don't know what that supply is. We don't know how much we have left. It could be it could be 10, it could be 12, it could be 100. It could be anything. And whether that be seconds, hours, days, weeks, or even years, we don't know. And that should scare us. You know, and I'm sure it does to a lot of people, but it's sort of something we put to the back of our mind. We don't really think about it. And we spend so much time just spending and spending and spending and spending without any reflection to how much we have left. Like if you had a bank account and like you had a bank account and you were just spending money left, right, and said, I'm going to buy this dress, I'm going to buy this pie, and I'm going to buy this new house, and I'm going to buy this new coat as well. And we just constantly keep buying and buying and buying without checking how much money we have left over in the bank. That's pretty scary, right? Like, the amount of anxiety I have going up to the counter just because I don't have enough, like, just in case I don't have enough coins. Like, it's 60 cents. I've counted the 60 cents, like, five times. But I still have anxiety that I don't have enough because I somehow miscalculated 
And that is because I calculated. I looked back to my bank account and I was like, oh yeah, I have enough. Oh yeah, no, I don't have enough. But with time, we're spending and spending and spending and spending without any, without any, um, like, recollect, like, without any thought. And then we don't even know how much we have left. It is something extremely precious, yet something so taken for granted, you know? Because we never know how much time we have left. And this doesn't just apply for us. It applies for the people around us. Because while your time affects you, other people's time affects you as well. You might be thinking, oh, Asha, other people's bank account doesn't affect me. And I'm like, yes, it does. It does if it was, let's say, let's say if it was your mother, right? And your mother was paying for for the electricity bills for the house. If your mother doesn't have enough money, you, therefore, won't have any electricity in the house, you know? And you might be thinking, Asha, this metaphor is going nowhere. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Okay, just, just give me a second. Just give me a second. I have a point somewhere. Other people's time affects us. Because what if their time runs out? Just like how the mother's bank account has no more money. They can't pay for the bills anymore. If another person's time runs out, they're gone. They're just gone from your life. And usually there's no warning at all. It's just one day they're there, the next they're not. And... Some people don't even get the luxury of having a day. One second, they're standing right in front of you. The next, gone. Time is so precious. Yet, it's nothing. Because we don't value it. Even though it is the most invaluable thing in the entire, entire universe. Because you can't get more of it. You can always get more diamonds. You can always get more clothes. But you can never have more time. You can never have more time for yourself. You can never have more time with your grandparents. Or siblings. Or your best friend. Not if their clock stops ticking. And I find that terribly terrifying. Because it can just happen any moment at all, without warning. It could be the happiest day of your life. I saw a video on Instagram about this guy who proposed to his girlfriend, but he wanted to do it in a really big way way that you know showed his love to this girl so they were I believe it was on a boat or something like that but he went to propose to her underwater I don't know the details exactly but when he came up he wasn't breathing anymore she said yes but just as fast as she got a fiance he was gone just like that what would have been what should have been the happiest day of her life. It's probably one of the most tragic ones ever. Now do you see what I'm talking about? Time is so valuable, so valuable that we can't exchange it for anything else. Nothing is ever worth it because we can't get anything back from it. But we treat it like it's nothing. We treat it like we have an infinite supply. Why? Because it's intangible. Because we can't see it. Because we can't measure it. We can't experiment with it. The whole meaning of life, like the whole reason why life is so interesting is because we only have a certain amount of time here. Our days on earth is limited. And that is why we make the most of what we do here. But a lot of us 
all of us, including me, forget that. And we just go on our days. We get stuck into routine and we just become zombies. Wake up. Go to school. Go to work. Go home. Eat. Go to sleep. Next day, repeat the process. Repeat the process. Repeat the process. Repeat the process. It's been a year. Two years. A decade. And where has that got you? We're still here. And where have you gone with your life? Just, just there. So you see, here's what I wanted to say. I want to remind you that we have such a limited supply of time. That we need to be more conscious about how we spend it in our day-to-day lives. Because no matter what, we have to spend it. This is like a consistent, because it's a consistent streamline of spending time. We just need to spend it wisely. Like, that, and that can be whatever, whatever you want. Maybe you want to decide that you want to take the risk and actually pursue the career that you want to do. Or maybe you want to stay home for the day and relax after being so tired and expending yourself with other people. It's, there's not really a bad way to spend your time unless it doesn't benefit you. You know, it's just, I, I really don't know how to put it into words, like this feeling that I'm trying, like the way when your stomach drops and the way your heart like goes up to your throat and you're like, you know, that ground, like you, you're sort of like glued to the ground and like the world sort of spins around you and you're like, wow, do you ever get that, that feeling where you're like, wow, I actually exist. I'm actually alive right now making each and every one of my decisions I am walking I'm talking I'm thinking I'm aware that I'm thinking I'm aware that I'm breathing right now these people around me are real people who make their own decisions and it's not just me it's me and seven billion other people out there and it's not just the people there are animals there are insects there are life forms like plants and trees and and this is just on earth what about Mars, the moon? This is only one Milky Way. There's an, there's who knows how many Milky Ways in the universe. I don't know. Well, I don't know what to tell you, but like, it would be pretty stupid to think that we, Earth, in such a huge game of chess, this tiny... We're just a speck. We're just the dust that fell in the corner of the chessboard. To think that we are the only living, Earth is the only place with living organisms is stupid. There's got to be other life forms on different planets. I'm not talking about the green big aliens that you see on TV, and I'm not talking about like the myths that you hear from whatever places but i'm not talking about the loch ness monster or whatever just i believe that there are other beings whether that be angels whether that be just like plant forms like organisms on different planets there are other things out there and i just feel so tiny in comparison and i feel so yet so big and i just feel so hollow Please tell me I'm not the only person who every once in a while gets this groundbreaking realization that, oh my God, I'm alive and I'm a real person. I'm a real boy. <laughs> you know, like, it's just, it's so mind-blowing to me. I'm actually here making a difference. Just having this one conversation to one person might not be a huge difference, but it's a difference to their lives. Why? Because they chose to spend their money or they chose to spend their time on me. We get touched when other people spend their money on us, right? Someone bought me flowers. Someone bought me a box of chocolates. That's so sweet. I can't believe they spent their money on me. We feel touched, right? But when people spend their time with us, how come we don't react the same way? Maybe we do. 
depends on the person, of course. Like, oh my god, my crush talked to me. Like, I can't believe he actually had a conversation with me, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And we feel touched. We feel the same, like, feeling of, like, butterflies. And it's just like, that's so nice of them to come and spend their time with me. But we don't feel that way about everyone. We only feel that way about some people that we admire because we don't spend that much time with them. What about the people we see in our day-to-day lives, our everyday lives, our parents, our siblings, our best friends? They willingly came up to you to talk to you. They're spending some of their limited time on you. Doesn't that make you feel so special? Like... If any day you're ever feeling sad, even if it feels like no one's listening to you, no one can really feel what you're feeling, because no one can at the end of the day. Like, no one can actually feel what you feel. But take comfort in the fact that someone, no matter how brief it is, even if it's just a glance, even if it's just like a short interaction, someone willingly came up to you to have a conversation with you, to spend their limited time on you. Like you're a part of someone else's journey now. You may be a footnote in their book, but it's still there. And you you've made your mark. And that is if it's just like a random stranger. I remember this one man who he, he was a bus driver. He well, I don't know if he, he I don't know if he still works as a bus driver, but when I took a, the bus back in the day, he he saw my badges on my school uniform because I was going, I was on the way home, and then he complimented my achievements. And I was, until this day, it has been like three to four years or whatever. It's been years, but I still think about that man till today. He's not just a footnote in my story. He just made a com- like he just said one sentence. That is less than ten seconds of his life, but that is ten seconds of his time that he spent on me. And I got four years worth of, like, memory because of that. He is, like, he's still in my heart. Like, I still think about that man. I hope his pillow is cold on both sides when he goes to sleep. You know, like, it was just one of those things where I was feeling so sad, so bummed that day. And he just said one sentence, and I it just cheered me up. So you may just be a footnote in the other story. It may feel like it's insignificant. It may sound like it's nothing. But is it really nothing? Because again, like I'm going to reiterate that we don't know what others are feeling. Just how they don't know what we are feeling. So we never know how much our words, words mean to us. Mean to us, mean to them. A single smile can make all the difference. And whatever my teachers used to say that, or like, you know, it's just, I didn't, I never felt... It never felt real. It felt so stupid when I would listen to it. Because objectively, I'm like, yeah, I know that can happen. But I just never connected it to myself or thinking about it in practice. Just because the way they said it was always so preachy. It was always so... It's like the grass is greener on the other side. Which I say all the time. Just like taking taking the jokes, you know. And just vibing. And like... It's, oh, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I just, I can never take their advice sincerely because it's, you, it's spoken in a way that is so overused. There's no sincerity behind it anymore, which is why, like, when you sort of have that moment yourself, that's when you're like, oh, I get it. I totally understand what you're talking about. And those moments, like, they're, they're, they really do make a difference. So, go out there, spend your time wisely (laughs) on the people around you. Do you really want to watch another episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Or do you want to spend that last bit of the day finishing your English essay? And I am talking about myself. (laughs) And I am always going to say, yes, of course I'm going to watch Brooklyn (laughs) Nine-Nine. It's my time. I never said I had to spend it wisely. Ugh. I, you know, you know what I say? You have to, like... It's really hard for me to practice what I preach. Because it's so much easier to advise others because you're outside of the situation. 
when you do it yourselves, it's much harder. But that's the challenges of life, right? I actually have to consciously, mentally slap myself and be like, no, Brooklyn Nine-Nine can wait. Netflix is always there for me, but I do have a deadline. And if I don't want to get yelled at, do it. <laughs> or if that's not your motivation, then do it for your future. Your grades. Or do it for, like, do it for yourself. Or maybe because you want the people around you to be proud of you. Whatever. Like, spend your time wisely. Like, whether whether that, whether that you do choose to do something that you're not supposed to, like, watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, even though you're supposed to be doing an essay... As long as you're conscious about it and you conscious like you don't just mindlessly switch to doing what you do and you actually like, yes, I'm going to spend my time doing this. And I think that's all I can ask for. Whether you're spending your time on the right thing or the wrong thing, as long as you think about it and you actively choose to do something instead of just letting your mind go on autopilot, then I'm happy. Like, well done. Because nowadays, it's so hard to not think on autopilot. Social media has made it so easy for us to not think. For us to not do. It's not just social media. Like, just technology these days. Like, things that... Okay, like, it's just... Everything is about convenience nowadays. We want easier. We don't want harder. We don't want to work hard. We just want to do things on our terms without moving an inch from this couch. Like, I'm sitting on my bed right now. And if I want, without, all I need is just a touch of a button. I've got my phone right here. I want pizza. Order pizza on Uber Eats. There. Done. Boom. And they'll deliver it here. I don't even, I don't even need to go out to pay them. I, if I don't want to talk to them, I don't need to. Because they are paid. Tip as well, if I wanted to. And that's not even, like, for example, like, oh, th- there's a saying, I don't know what it is exactly, but, like, the most, the best genius comes from laziness or something like that. People are like, oh, well, what are you talking about? Because it, it is true, though, because we want convenience. It's because we're lazy that we work so hard. And that sounds contradictory, but it really isn't. If you re- If you break it down, for example... Back in the day, we washed our hands by the river or whatever. We had to do it by hand. I say we, I'm so young. No, but you know, humans, we. <laughs> we had to do it by the river. We had to do it by hand. We had to actually sp- spend our time drying outside in the sun. But now it puts so one lazy person. Oh, lazy is, is like, it's got negative connotations. But here I'm thinking, I'm giving it as a compliment. One lazy person was like, you know what? We don't need to work this hard. I'm going to make it easy for us. Boom. Washing machine. I don't have time to dry my clothes in the sun. Boom. Dryer. This distance to work is too far. Boom. Bike. This is hurting my calves. Boom. Car. Car's too big. Boom. Motorcycle. They're, like, are you kidding me? Obviously not in that order, but you know what I mean, right? People work hard for the end goal of convenience. And that is the ultimate genius of laziness that I am in love with. That is the that is the goal that we be, you know? We are more organized so that we have the chance to be lazy in the future. We organize our books the night before so we can be lazy about it in the morning. It's like that's that's how I explain time management to me, because it sounds more appealing to me. Then it is, oh, you know, like, it, it would be easy in the morning, um, you know, like, you organize your time better, you're not rushing. It just sounds too formal, it sounds too preached. This this seems realer, this seems more real to me. Be lazy in the morning. I get to sleep for an extra 10 minutes if I sit my bag straight the night before. This, like, I'm not doing this for organization or anything, I just want to sleep. And I think that's probably the most realistic advice anyone could ever give anyone. So, yeah, be lazy. Like, and, like, this, it sounds derogatory, I know, but this is me encouraging you to be lazy. Be more, and uh, for future use. Be more organized with what you do. By being lazy. That, that's really good. The difference between lazing about now, like, the difference between me watching, uh, lazing about now and 
watching Brooklyn Nine Nine tonight and watching it tomorrow night instead is that we're both it's being lazy both times, right? But one time I'm being lazy with the guilt. Like there is, I know I have a responsibility at the back of my mind. I'm like, oh, I have an essay due in two hours, but I really want to wish, finish this episode. And it's like, but then if I watched it the next day after my essay was due, I'm still enjoying, like, in fact, I enjoy myself more, you know, I'm still spending, I'm still spending my time. I still choose to spend my time watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I just chose to spend it at a different point of time in my life. And I actually enjoyed it more. The cost is to wait. But you know what? They say patience is a virtue. So there you have it. So yeah, this is my... Basically, this is my very, very long-winded spiel. um, Very long-winded way of saying... Do whatever you want. But like, keep in mind of the consequences. And make it easier for yourself. Do things to make things easier for yourself. Not because it sounds better or if it because it suits other people's preferences or whatever. Spend your time doing what you want. Make sure you are aware of what you're doing and you're not working on autopilot. Break out of the system. Don't be don't be the normal sheep amongst the herd. I mean like it's natural for all of us to go back into that herd every once in a while like we do unconsciously. But break out of it. Do something different than you would normally. And just be yourself. Vibe. Spend your time. Love your family. Love your life. And just live. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's all I have for you today. Again, thank you so much for being here on my journey. It has been one crazy year and a bit. Almost two years, actually. Um, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you very much. Thank you all for joining me today on Thoughts and Theories. I hope you've learned something new or taken away something to think about. I hope to see you all next time. Till then, this has been Thoughts and Theories with Asha Ama Asri. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.